Welcome, welcome back to the Creative Process Podcast with myself, Jared Klein. This is episode 14 today. Obviously, if you're on YouTube, I say this every time, but if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see who we have on today, but we will get into our guest in a little bit here. But if you're listening on Spotify and Apple, obviously you can't see them. So it looks like you're just going to have to wait a little bit. Um, first off, I always start the podcast thanking um, the people that listen. Um, it's, it's always nice to get those one-off DMs be like, Hey, listen to the episode today. It's awesome. Or I, I you know, I've, I've gotten a couple DMs saying that, that people have learned something based off the people that I've had on or um, based off the content that has been in the podcast. And that's honestly amazing. That's the reason I'm doing this, like wanting to share different perspectives and stories about the crazy and super broad world of design. And I guess mostly specifically in the sports industry and esports industry. That's basically who we've had on so far. Um, but anyways, let's get into the guest. Rio, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How about you, man? I'm doing fantastic. I'm having having a really good day. Um, it was a little lethargic in the beginning, um, but you know, it seems it's it's kind of repeating itself. Where my days end better than they start, which <clears throat> I don't know what to think about that, but I know, whatever. It's kind of a consistent thing. Yeah, exactly. I, I totally get that. It's been uh, a cold uh, beginning to November, so that definitely does help. Yeah, it's. So today, I think I don't think we got over forty degrees in Wisconsin today. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, man! Winter, like okay, so fall this year has kind of been like drawn out so much farther than it has in the past, and now all of a sudden we're like hitting a wall, and it's like, hey, you're gonna have winter weather now. Like it was snowing yesterday, it was not above forty today. Like it was just like, hey, we're gonna throw you into it, see how you do. <laughs> it was horrible. That's crazy. Like here, I I live in Colorado, right? So uh, the like for me, I think it was last week. It was still in the seventies, uh, and then Saturday, I think the high is like forty five. Yesterday, it's yesterday it's super cold too. Uh, today is cold, and then it's supposed to get back up to the seventies this week. <laughs> I don't know where fall is and why, like where summer thinks uh, it's got the audacity, but. Like I just I just needed to cool down because this isn't this isn't how November's supposed to be, you know. Where in Colorado are you? I guess I guess can uh, you like put me near a, a bigger city? <laughs> so I I live in uh I live next to a town called Longmont. It's about half an hour north of Denver, um right in between Fort Collins and Denver. So you know between CSU and uh, CU all like. Rocky Broncos. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, okay, yeah, that kind of gives me a perspective of where in, where in Colorado. Um, mm-hmm. My my fiance has relatives that live in um, Aspen, so I guess that's kind of I don't I don't even know where Aspen is in Colorado. In all honesty, <laughs> uh, I don't think I can tell you exactly where it is. It's in the mountains. Uh, it's in just an incredibly beautiful place. If you're a fiance and you ever have a chance to go visit them, I highly recommend taking it especially around the winter time Mm -hmm. yeah we have i mean she's been out there obviously but i've we we've been we've been together for five and a half six years so it's like i haven't been out there yet but Mm -hmm. obviously she's been out there yeah she talks about it and she's like oh it's a shame you couldn't have come we looked at the mountains and uh saw amazing shit and i was like oh oh great fantastic glad i missed that (laughs) (laughs) Um, i know dude 
it is beautiful out there. I recommend. Yeah, it's it's definitely on my bucket list, whether it's involving her family or or not. Because I, I like snowboarding, so my dad and I mm-hmm. were thinking about going out there um, and actually snow like snowboarding and skiing on mountains because we haven't really done that ever. Um, yeah. So that's an experience we we want to have. But let, let's let's kind of get into you. Let's get into you, your experiences. Um, we've been talking for a little bit, but introduce yourself to the people first off for the people that don't know who you are. You can go as shallow or as deep as you want to. I always leave it very open-ended because, you know, depending on the person. <laughs> but, but yeah, go for it, my man. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, like you said earlier, my name's Rio. Uh, currently, I am the uh, creative content coordinator for uh, the University of Northern Colorado uh, Athletics Department. Um uh, just recently started the position, um, and you know, I'm originally originally from Wyoming. Um, huge into uh, cycling, which is really nice here in Colorado. Colorado is a very uh, biker friendly state. At least a lot of the cities around here are like Denver's very bikeable. Uh, so is Longmont, Fort Collins, even as well. Um, a few years ago, actually, uh, I did a cross-country uh, biking trip from Baltimore to Seattle. Uh, about 4,000 miles took me two and a half months, uh, and I would never do that again. Once <laughs> is good enough for me. Um, uh, as far as, you know, like my background a little bit, um, start, first started in sports working with uh, the Tulsa Drillers, their minor league team for the Los Angeles Dodgers uh, down in Oklahoma. Uh, once my season was done there, I moved out to uh, Flagstaff, Arizona to live with my girlfriend. Uh, and ended up working in the athletic department for uh, the college there. It's an FCS school uh, called Northern Arizona. Um, ended up uh, basically creating the design department there. There wasn't one, there wasn't like a full-time graphic designer before I started there. It was just kind of whoever had the skills. Uh, mm-hmm. So I was the first full-time person. Um, and yeah, ended up uh, moving out here. Uh, just to be a little bit closer to family, be a little bit closer to home for the first time in a few years. Uh, and yeah, that's kind of my path to where I'm at now. So how'd you get into, uh, how'd you get into design? Uh, that's actually kind of a funny question. I, I kind of fell backwards into it, honestly. Um, originally when I went to school, I wanted to be a, a high school teacher. Uh, but then I learned very quickly that I didn't like, uh, answering the same question over and over and over again. Uh, you know, uh, I shadowed a class uh, my senior year of high school and having to answer the same three questions about chemistry and physics uh, for all day in like 45 minute blocks uh, was painful. Um, so I actually ended up wanting to go into uh, just social media, just being like a social media manager. Mm-hmm. Um Ended up having some really good conversations uh, with the guy who used to run uh, the Colorado Rockies account, Julian Valentin. Um, and he kind of sort of pushed me on that path, uh, gave me the uh, the drive, I guess you could say, to, to realize that this was a passion or a dream of mine mm-hmm. uh, that can easily be fulfilled, especially nowadays. Um, and then... Uh, when I graduated college, uh, I went to the minor league job fair that they have every year. If there's any like soon-to-be college graduates who want to get a good start in sports, especially if you really like baseball, uh, going to the PBEO job fair at winter meetings uh, is a great way to, at bare minimum, network, uh, which is 
basically the number one thing when it comes to trying to get a job in design. Mm-hmm. Um, it's crazy how had, important connections are. Sorry to interrupt you, but I just wanted to no, put you're that totally in there. It, it, it really is. You know, like people say it all the time. It's not what you know, it's who you know. And it, and it doesn't matter, uh, you know, anywhere else more than it does in uh, the world of sports, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah. So many people talk across conferences and across teams and leagues, uh, you know, who you know matters a lot more than what you know. Um, but uh, when I ended up going to the PBEO job fair, I probably applied to oh my God, probably like 50 some odd jobs. Had two uh, two interviews. One of them ended up turning out and it was for uh, social, media, social media and graphic design assistant. And up to that point, I didn't really have much experience in uh, graphic design like at all. Uh, <laughs> The most that I'd done before was making like really simple like happy birthday graphics for like the university tennis team because I was an intern for the I was a social media intern for the athletics department there so I made like a happy birthday graphic for uh, the coach and that was pretty much it. <laughs> um, so I was basically like throwing myself straight in uh, when I first got to Tulsa, you know, having to do um, a lot of uh, social media graphics. Um, under you know like my my supervisor um and uh you know teaching basically everything that i know i taught myself or i asked someone else how to do it um with absolutely zero formal education uh and then when i got done uh at tulsa uh that season you know like i but i feel like my skills like grew exponentially Uh, i started doing it in my free time um you know just working on like general uh um, just like these little tiny graphics here and there for like, oh, you know, the Rockies did something. So I'm a huge Rockies fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, like here's this graphic of Trevor Story or Nolan Arenado winning the gold glove or whatever. Um, and Were you there uh, for only one year? Yeah, so I was there for one season. It was the 2019 season, um, which uh, that was, it was so much fun because A, the team was good. Um, we ended up uh, going to the Texas League Championship Series. Um, lost in seven games on a walk-off Grand Slam by <laughs> current Seattle Mariner Taylor Trammell. Or no, it wasn't a walk-off Grand it was The game was at home. It was at the top of the ninth. Our best reliever uh, up to that point and our closer, Nolan Long, walked the bases loaded, uh, immediately gave up the Grand Slam to Taylor Trammell. Um, he got hooked, and then the team just didn't do anything in the bottom in the bottom of the ninth, and we lost. Uh, which was a it, it's a real heartbreaking way to lose a ring because, like, as an intern, you know, I know I'm only going to be there for one year. I got one shot at this, uh, and it's right there in front of me, and then it's just gone. Um, but I'm sure it was harder for uh, the player, especially, uh, than it was for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah only there for one year um you know i got to meet some incredible people um even beyond uh the folks that i worked with uh you know being able to uh interact with players who ended up becoming uh either major league baseball players or los angeles dodgers uh gavin lux was on the team while i was there i was fortunate enough to be able to uh interact with him a few times before he ended up getting called up to oklahoma city um Dustin May was there for a year. Uh, Zach McKinstry um, was a real great guy, by the way. Uh, Shea Spitzbarth, um, 
who's on the Pirates at the moment. Uh, but a lot of incredibly talented people on the roster and uh, in the front office as well. Uh, I think one of the video interns works for USC right now, so it's it's definitely uh, a great place to go if you wanna if you wanna uh, grow your skills. Mm-hmm. Um, very good organization up there. Um, and then yeah, once I was done, uh, I fully intended on going back into social media. You know that was that was the plan from basically sophomore year of college, and I was going to stick to it. Uh, but um, my girlfriend, who happened to work for Northern Arizona, um, she said that her boss was looking for someone to be able to do graphic design. So I just kind of did some stuff, uh, you know, just kind of on the side for them. And then they wanted me to uh, a grad assistant. Uh, grad school didn't work out, but I kept doing the but I kept doing the uh, graphic design work for them. And then once we moved out here, uh, caught wind of another job in the same conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's nice having the having the familiarity. But yeah, I mean that's that's kind of how I got into it. A lot of it, you know, like I said earlier, a lot of I really had to teach myself. Uh, that first few months when I was at Tulsa, you know, it was just um, a lot of YouTube videos, a lot of you know trying to figure out like, okay, uh, I want to do. Um, let's try to think of a on a of an effect that I want to try. Uh, how do I do that and how can I incorporate that into something and how can I, you know, maybe change or alter it, uh, in order to make it my own, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like it, I feel like it's awesome that you started in like, um, the social media space because especially working as a designer, you got to understand, you know, those type of things since you're designing for social, you're going to be interacting with the social team and the marketing team. So I feel like that's that only benefits your career now. Um, it's something that I've been diving into, um, especially with like when I'm on like freelance contracts, I always ask like if I can, you know, collaborate constantly with their social media, um, whoever runs their social media, just to get a good idea at, you know, what the direction is, um, when they usually post, why they usually post that time, what their mm-hmm. intended audience is, you know, how many, you know, what's the reason why this post flopped and this post excelled, you know, those type of things and really digging out, digging down and like knowing why things did good, why things did bad, being able to pick apart interactions and analytics of all that stuff. That only makes you, it only makes you a, a better designer. I, I would think, cause then you know exactly why, you know, yeah, it may have designed well, but did it work with the caption? Was it the right time? You know, those type of things. So. Yeah, exactly. And that's something, you know, as a designer, it's really easy to uh, sort of, I guess, get into your own ego. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just try to make something that you think looks cool. Uh, but sometimes something that looks cool isn't always uh, the best for, uh, you know, a specific post or a specific uh, campaign mm-hmm. that your team or your company or whoever happens to be running. Um, you know, uh I've always been a big like toolbox guy, you know, I, I want to have like as many tools as I can in order to, uh, you know, to do the job most effectively. And I think, be, and I think having that social media background and even just being able to, you know, like you said earlier, like being able to collaborate with the social media department, you know, they know their audience and they face better than anybody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, so most of the time being able to uh, collaborate with them and figure out, Okay, so what's your plan for this? This is this is kind of okay. So we got um, uh, all conference coming up. 
So what's our plan for all conference? Uh, where do we want to go from there? Like what kind of, what kind of vibe are you thinking? Uh, and then let's pick a direction and then run with it. Um, being able to have integrated content from all the way from the top, all the way down to the bottom uh, is infinitely better in my opinion than having uh, super flashy visuals with, uh, you know, a lackluster, uh, a lackluster tone behind them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's always like it, I don't know why, because sometimes where where I've worked, like the social media and the marketing side of things wasn't included in like the creative department. So it's like, or I, I use creative department as like a synonym to like that team, um, yeah. which I never understood because, you know, it, it works hand in hand. I don't see why it isn't all overarched. Like, if anything, the creative department should be implemented into the social media and marketing, you know type of thing which it is in marketing but not as much in social media so um but yeah it's it's something that has helped that has helped me tremendously like even just taking the time to even go through my own stuff like when i post something um you know going going into the back end and figuring out why things you know didn't do how i thought or even looking at like you think something something as simple as looking at when my followers are active or like especially on instagram it shows you that if you have a business account so it's like you know, using that logic to, you know, when you should schedule posts or when you should do posts, you know? So yeah, it's, I think social media and, um, design hand in hand, no doubt. There's not even a question. Um, so with UNC, when I looked at your, (laughs) when I looked at your Twitter, I thought it was North Carolina. (laughs) I know that's, that's the first thing that everybody thinks. Uh, I, I got I got a feeling that that's the first thing that everybody thinks. You know, like you and like North Carolina, you know, it's the top flight basketball team. You know, they're they're constantly at the top of everybody's mind. Mm-hmm. You got Roy Williams, Dean Smith, Michael Jordan, like all these iconic figures in their sport. Uh, and then there's uh, little FCS Northern Colorado mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> hanging out in the plains. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I feel like that's the one thing that, that everybody thinks of. Um, luckily... Uh, we don't have like the same color scheme or the same mascot, which would be crazy if we were also the Tar Heels. Um, but yeah, no, it that's the first thing that I usually have to tell people that aren't originally from Colorado, like, hey, I'm working at UNC. No, not that one. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> but I enjoy it. You know, it's uh, we got a we got a real good crew here. Um, I like the. Uh, the team, you know, being able to take advantage of like the Bears mascot and imagery and things like that is a uh, uh, it's a very exciting opportunity. For mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like I saw UNC, I was like, oh, North Carolina, but then Bears, I was like, oh, okay, so not not the Tar Heels, but um, but I think maybe the, it's um, it's you said FCS, right? So it's D one. Um, who was I talking to? Rowetter, Blake, yeah. Blake Rowetter. He works for uh, South Dakota, and yeah. they're FCS I think too. This year or next year, I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, I was gonna. Yeah. Are you guys? I guess you wouldn't be in the Missouri Valley. That wouldn't make any sense, would it? Or the Mississippi Valley, whatever the conference is called. So yeah, that wouldn't make any sense. But um, yeah, I have a like. Like I've I've attributed a liking for FCS schools just because like. I like watching FCS football is awesome. I think it's it's so fun to watch. Um 
just because like it, it is D one, so you have, you know, it's it's a D one sport, but like, hmm, I don't know, maybe it's like more relatable, but it's more entertaining to watch because like, there's so much more on the line for those players, like they really got to prove themselves. But um, I've always, I for some reason, I've attributed a liking for FCS, and it's it's uh it's it's just really entertaining to me. I got a couple. I have a buddy of mine that I didn't grow up with, but I played baseball with in high school um and he uh, he's one of the running backs or fullback or whatever his position is for ndsu so when he went there i was like hmm i wonder why he went there and let alone they're like a juggernaut of fcs football so (laughs) yeah Yeah, no i mean there's some real electric football that comes out of fcs in particular uh we're in the big sky um and one of the teams here uh eastern washington they've got uh, their quarterback is just off the charts uh uh eric barrier i think there was there was a couple games there was a game a couple weeks ago he threw uh i think he was like 20 for 30 passing uh for 800 yards and five touchdowns and one rushing touchdown uh like just some insane who the hell are they playing the blind and deaf uh, it was, we're in conference play right now. Well, see, that's the thing about the big sky, like, right. So like there are five, five or six top 25 teams in the conference. Uh, I think, I think they were, they were, I think they were playing either UC. No, it wasn't UC Davis. I think they were playing Sacramento state. I could be wrong though. Um, and they're one of the, I mean, Sacramento state is probably like upper tier, in the in the conference it's really hard to get a read especially for our team right now you know first year head coach didn't play last year due to the pandemic and uh when i said earlier that we've got like five or six ranked teams just the way that the schedule shook out this year we play every single one of them (laughs) uh uh, yeah we got uh blitz by eastern washington this year um and then the crazy thing about you know like not not even just FCS, but in fo- football in general, you know, there are so many ways to succeed mm-hmm. in the sport. Mm-hmm. You know, like basketball, it's basically whoever you got that's the best three-point shooter or whichever team is generally better at shooting threes and making them uh, is generally the better team. Or baseball, whatever team hits the ball better wins. Uh, you know, like with Eastern Washington, you got this guy who can throw a million yards in a game or you've got teams like Montana State or Montana that they're more of a grounded pound. They're going to wear you out and they're going to win those, uh, you know, 18 to 14 or 13 slugfests. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's one thing that I that I appreciate a lot about FCS. And if you're interested in watching a little bit more, Big Sky does have a deal with ESPN Plus. All our games are broadcast there. Ooh, um, okay. Yeah, you can check out. Uh, I do have ESPN Plus. Plus. Yeah. Nice little plug there for mm-hmm, for yeah. like they need all yeah. people. I was gonna say a little little slight plug for ESPN Plus there, but that's okay. <laughs> Shout out to uh, ESPN Plus, part of a multi-billion-dollar uh, organization. I'm sure, they're super happy that they're getting attention from a guy with 800 followers on Twitter. <laughs> hey, any attention is good attention. Come on. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so let's kind of segue into, you know, what we want to talk about today. Um, a lot of people listening um, probably have, you know, dealt with these type of things before, um, whether 
Um, again, we are going to touch on a little bit the schooling aspect of graphic design, maybe a little bit, I don't know, but it relates to the schooling aspect of graphic design. Um, basically, what we want to talk about today um, is getting, um, I guess, getting familiar with different avenues um, outside of school to learn graphic design as a, as as um, when I, geez, I can't talk today. What do I want to say, Jared? What do you want to say? When I was starting out being a designer, I had debate. I was I was self taught. Um, I don't know about you. Oh well, yeah, you said you were self taught when you're at Tulsa. You had to go on YouTube and stuff. But um, so I can I can relate to that. Sorry, I'm all over the place for some reason. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so basically finding different avenues to learn graphic design, whether it be YouTube, whether it be Skillshare, whether it be um udemy or you know those type of things just finding different avenues to learn graphic design probably one of the biggest things that helped me when i was growing as as a young designer into you know graduating through college obviously now to even grow your skills like i'm not in school anymore like but i have you know connections and stuff but i watch probably three four youtube videos on on design every single week about you know specific you know compositional rules or um again like something as simple as wanting to do an effect or you know those type of things um what's what's your um what's your opinion on on that type of stuff real yeah for sure and you know i think especially nowadays with you know how easy it is to uh you know find these videos you know on youtube or skillshare or anything like that there's a um a service that i subscribe to it's called it's an app called uh domestica with a k um, mm-hmm. they've got a bunch of different like, uh, art tutorials on there. Um, so I, you know, in my opinion, it's easier now than ever, uh, to try to learn some of these, um, even if it's just the basics, you know, like just the basics of Photoshop, you don't have to be like pumping out, you know, like major league level content, um, immediately. Uh, but like, you know, if you've got the ability to go find it, uh, it's there for you. And, you know, like I was first starting, um, basically how I taught myself was, uh, you know, trying to piece together other people's content. I know that's a big topic of discussion a lot of the time in the design community of, you know, like, oh, stealing people's artwork or stealing people's ideas. Uh, that's literally how I taught myself to do it, is I would see something cool uh, that someone else did. And I'm like, okay, that's dope. I want to learn how to do that. So I would try to build it up from uh basically just the ground up mm-hmm. um and you know i think being able to do that uh being able to ask questions and try to seek out uh you know what it is that i'm trying to learn i think you know even now uh i'm still learning stuff like right now i'm trying to teach myself after effects uh which after a lifetime of well i guess like two three years of photoshop and it's a whole different beast so i'm <laughs> digging so many different After Effects tutorials. Um, you know, I'm I'm even asking folks questions, you know, like people that I don't even, you know, like I don't even know them on Twitter or like I follow them or anything like that. Uh, shout out to uh, Brandon Spawn, the, the art director at ASU for walking me through uh, a little bit of um, uh, After Effects plugins uh, to try to help me get my feet underneath me. Um, but yeah, I mean, like that was, that was basically... Um, I think that's the biggest thing that you can do is just ask questions. Uh, at least for me, I can only speak for me, um, but I love to be able to uh, 
teach and share new things with people. You know, I think that uh, the design community can be a little bit insular uh, and being able to grow uh, the community and being able to show other people the skills that we've got, I think is one of the more valuable things that we can do with our time. Um, so like, I'll, I'll just DM people, and like, hey, this is really cool. Can you tell me do it? And maybe I'll, you know, take a little bit or a piece or take that knowledge that I that I got from, oh, if you put, uh, for example, uh, um, WAGs at uh, Coastal. A few years ago, I DM'd them and I was like, hey, you do that uh, part of a text uh, with, and it looks like a stroke around it. How do you do that? Uh, I just outline the the one in the middle the part that i want to you know have knocked out i'll outline it stroke group the two of them together and make the blend mode uh lighter color lighter color it's either lighter color or color i don't mm-hmm. um and i get it to work just fine if you're on a dark background and that's something incorporated um into a few things that i've done recently. um you know being able to um ask questions is uh something that it's it's a skill that you gotta own you know mm-hmm. just being able to handle um, you know maybe this person doesn't see that doesn't mean that they hate you or that they hate that you're trying to like learn from them a little bit um you know for, and if they're especially if there's anybody listening <laughs> or like sees any of the stuff that i've done past and want to hit me up mm-hmm. my dms are always open you know I'm, I'm more than willing to to share what limited knowledge that <laughs> I think I think there is a um I think yeah yeah asking questions is amazing but there's also a point where you have to stop asking questions and asking other people for answers and you have to go and figure it out by yourself um because I I think for me personally I've learned more when I've you know asked myself rather than hey Rio how do you do this effect rather than hey Jared how are you going to figure out how to do this effect you know, and even like, even like without experimenting with like a tutorial or using external content, just like be familiarizing yourself with what you know, and then figuring out, okay, this is what I know. Can I use any of these specific things or even just experimenting with different filters or different type of blending modes, different ways to edit things, um, I think experimentation just on your own time without even having a purpose is, you know, just learning, um, learning the software is probably one of the best things I could, I could recommend just like going out. Um, you don't even have to use it for like a challenge or, you know, whatever, just set aside time to where you're going to design something you've never designed before and like figure out different ways of implementing new tools, new, effects new you know types new type usage you know whatever you want to implement new into there just set aside time to to figure something out and make your brain work um obviously there's a time and place to be like hey rio how did you do this (laughs) you know because i mean there's also like eh, like everyone's been there huh you know there's I don't really want to do it by myself. Let me just ask him. He knows how to do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you know, you're, you absolutely hit the nail on the head. Uh, um, it's kind of like trying to figure out how to solve a puzzle on your own or like beat a level in a video game. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to go to the tutorial on YouTube that walks me through the entire thing. I don't want to go through uh, the walkthrough that tells me the exact steps. That feels like the easy way out. I don't feel like I did it on my own. Um, 
and you know that's that's basically how it is with you know any program like uh like photoshop you know it's basically just a puzzle box full of puzzle pieces and you can put them together in any way that you want and uh you'll still get uh you know a beautiful a beautiful image or whatever it is that you're trying to make Mm -hmm. um it's just a matter of uh trying to find the tools that you need in order to put them together for sure yeah another thing that we i've talked about previously on this podcast i don't remember with who but um getting yourself a mentor or or two um that you can you know that you're not ashamed i guess ashamed is not maybe not the right word but um not hesitant to ask those questions um and they're Mm -hmm. not hesitant or you know they're open to give you the information back um having that person in your corner to where you're you're super comfortable talking to and asking questions and um you know, it, it can be it can be your best friend or it can be someone that you've been looking up to in the community for five, six years. You know, the biggest mm-hmm. thing that surprised me, um, which I was in this, I guess I can't say it, it, it surprised me. But when I was talking with Brad and he would get DMs and then the people that asked him the questions would be amazed that he even answered. It was like, like, I was like, you know, like I was there one time, too, but he's a regular guy. You know, he's just a regular dude. You know, people, they, people have good intentions. People want to help, especially in this community. Like if, if you're connected with the, with the people that just shun, that just shut you, shut you down, bash your shit, like just mm-hmm. look somewhere else, look somewhere else for direction. Um, we have, are, are you in, that's how we know each other, right? The sport future of the zoo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thank you. Honestly, that in a lot of ways, that's been a uh, that group chat alone has been a lifesaver. Um, uh, I was fortunate enough when I was first starting out that I had someone who was able to be a mentor, and she was uh, two cubicles down from me, so she wasn't going anywhere. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, no, just being able to have someone around that uh, is willing to um, you know answer any questions. Uh, not judge you for asking for asking just the most basic stuff like how do i um i got this text layer how do i flip it uh or you know how do i blend these two pictures together mm-hmm. um you know everybody's got to start somewhere um and even uh one thing that i wanted to touch on a little bit earlier i know a lot in um our industry adobe is kind of the industry standard um and unfortunately for a lot of people that are just trying to start out trying to experiment you know the cost of it can be a little intimidating i think the i think the base the 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 package that i have now i think it's everything i think it's everything and it's like 55 bucks a month Uh, you're a student though too are are you still a student not anymore no well that's the funny thing i I still (laughs) email but I think they figured out that I graduated three years ago, so I started getting charged the full thing at the beginning of 2021. <laughs> uh, so I, I got away with having a student discount without being in school for about two and a half years. Um, but yeah, with the student discount, it was still like 20 bucks a month. Um, so like... Yours is, you know, yours is 50 bucks a month? Jeez, I got to do what you're doing. I'm paying like like 250 a year. 250 I, I guess it's well, a year though. Wait, yours, okay. yours is 50 bucks a month? How do you not have an annually? I just did the math in my head after I said my dumb shit that I just said. <laughs> um, uh, I don't... 
That's a great question. I'll need to look in to see if I can switch my plan. But like, I don't do that just on the off chance that I lose like all my assets and the libraries and stuff that I've built up. I don't think you should. I don't think it's it's just it's just switching a payment plan. So your account's still going to be there. You know. Okay. You're just switching a payment plan. Yeah, I'll probably have to do that. I also need to switch my email. It's still on. (laughs) And I, I guess if you switch over, um to the plan like let's say the plan that i have like the mm-hmm. like you're obviously be able to see what's within the plan and what you're dropping or what you're adding and stuff like that so you know it's not it's not no, like you're just going to be switching at the you know at a whim you got you're going to be able to go over what you're losing and what you're gaining and stuff so the only extra thing that I use in Adobe's like system is uh Dreamweaver which is or no not Dreamweaver dimension which is their 3d modeling software mm-hmm. um it works really well with photoshop that's what i use when i like a 3d asset within a graphic mm-hmm. um i know some people use blender and after effects but um you know sometimes sometimes the cost can be a little bit prohibitive and i you know i completely understand that uh, uh there's a lot of free programs out there that can help you at least learn the basics um not necessarily get as deep or as complicated or as powerful as a lot of the adobe tools like canva is a great replacement for photoshop or gimp um, both of those are free as well. Uh, mm-hmm. They'll be able to, you know, at least help you learn like the basics, obviously know exactly how to, um, you know, use everything in Photoshop. And there's some stuff in those programs that you won't be able to do in Photoshop. But mm-hmm. um, even if you've got to go that, that route, try to find like a free software that's basically the same or use Final Cut instead of Premiere, um, you know, things like that. It's just... Uh, being able to do what you can to learn as much as you can and then applying it to, uh, you know, the stuff that um, wherever you end up going is going to be using, uh, you know, even that just gives you a step up from just coming in cold turkey. Mm-hmm. One last thing I'll touch on this before we end. Um, if you are, I would, okay, if, if you're starting out, use YouTube, but if you want to grow, like, this has worked for me. If you want to grow exponentially as a designer, like, like knowledge wise pay for content because once mm-hmm. you, once you pay for it, you're going to dedicate the time. You're going to allocate the time in your day or in your week or however you, you know, do it to do it because if it's free, you're going to forget about it. You know, it's, Oh, whatever. I can always hop on YouTube. I'll do it next week. And Oh, I didn't do it this week. I'll, I'll, I'll do it next week instead. You know, if you're paying for something on a monthly basis, you're, you're, it's your cold hard cash. You know, you're gonna want. It's it's basically forcing yourself to learn new material. Like yeah, I, I, yeah. Like, like, like if you want to go to college, like if you want to go to college, you're paying for school, right? You're using your money to pay for school. If you're if you're using your money, why would you not use the asset that you're paying for? You know, so it's, it, yeah. it really, it really whips your ass in gear. It's like, okay, now I'm paying for, I got to do it. You know, it's that type of thing. Mm-hmm. But, um, I, I guess if you have a, if you have a, a strong, what is it? A strong, strong sense of will. Is that, is that what it is? Then if you can hold yourself, so. hold yourself accountable to doing a YouTube video or, you know, using YouTube independently as, you know, your education platform, go for it. But I highly recommend paying for something like, Skillshare or Udemy or whatever. It isn't expensive for the time that you're using it. It isn't. Well, I think it's like maybe 10, 15 bucks a month, nothing more than that. So 
if if you want to learn, if you truly are dedicated to learning new stuff, I recommend paying for it because it's going to get you out there and you're going to you're going to be doing it. Um, okay, so that's the last thing I wanted to touch on um, before we end. So towards the end here, Rio, I always have mm-hmm. the guests kind of have a little send off, whatever you want to say, like to kind of close out the podcast content wise. Um, it can be based off of what we talked about or it can be, you know, just like a one off type of thing that you want to tell people that you know, either makes them think a little bit or whatever you want to say. It can be a little bullshit anyways. Brand, um, Brad did something that was BS and kind of kind of <laughs> stupid. So <laughs> whatever you want to do. <laughs> um, I guess kind of in the theme of what we were talking about, you know, like basically if you're, if you're just, regardless of if you're just starting, you've been doing this for a few years now. Um, uh, the best thing that you can do is just be hungry, be ambitious, uh, you know, just try to figure out what what you are capable of and what you can do to add on top of that if it's pushing yourself uh, with maybe making a lot more of a um composition based piece rather than just cut out on a cool background um you know trying to figure out what you can do to replicate someone else's work uh just being able to um find the areas that you can grow even if it's just uh you know trying to learn basic color theory from something like Skillshare. Uh, just even like simple art techniques or tools is something that can help you immensely as a graphic rather than taking the time to think and guess and like, oh, this color looks cool, this color looks cool, whatever. Um, just be uh, ambitious. Try to figure out uh, you know, what you got to do in order to make yourself uh, the best at what you do possible. Awesome. I loved it, man. I really did. Um, so to round things out real, I'm super grateful to have you on today. Um, it was awesome to get to get to know you a little bit, kind of, you know, listen to you talk about your craft and everything. It was awesome. Um, it's, it's something different every single time and I'm amazed by it. It's, it's awesome have being able to have, have a conversation with so many different people within the community and hearing a different story and a different way to get into design every single time. It's, it's fantastic. But Again, thank you for coming on, my man. Um, I really do appreciate it. Everyone down below is um, Rio's. I know his Twitter will be down there for sure. Um, there isn't a link to your portfolio. Do you want me to just put your Twitter? Uh, Twitter, Twitter's good. I haven't updated. Haven't like gone through and updated my hands profile in okay. a, a minute since I was trying to get jobs. Um, so. Okay. Maybe not yet. <laughs> maybe maybe <laughs> once I sit down and take the time to, to make that look nice and pretty. <laughs> For sure. But yeah, okay, so his Twitter will de- will be down below. Go over to his um his Twitter, connect with him. You know, obviously you've been able to hear him talk a little bit today ask him questions that you think he's got the answer for, you know, and I know even if you don't think he's got the answer for ask him he'd love to you know interact with new people at least i mean he took this podcast at a whim and was like yeah sure i'll be on it <laughs> we've never interacted before yeah fuck it i'll be on it let's learn something new so so yeah, yeah exactly. try new things exactly 100 percent. um but yeah guys thank you for listening to episode 14 of the creative process podcast with myself jared klein um today this week is kind of loaded there's going to be a lot of episodes this week i'm counting let's see we had one yesterday no, I released one at the day of recording today on Tuesday. I released one. This one's going to be live on Wednesday. Recording one and one going to be live on Friday. And then one will probably be live next Monday. So we're going to have four episodes in the span of about a week. 
So a lot of content, a lot of new people. Um, I guess it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of content to kind of go through, but it's it's awesome to have this at at, at your guys' disposal. But anyways, thank you for coming out to episode fourteen. Really appreciate it. I'll close it out here. Um, hope you guys have a good rest of your week. And as always, make sure to tell someone that you love them. All right, take it easy. Peace.